Heaven High. Heaven High. Today's topic on episode 231 is, is the cynical introduction of affordable 4K HDR televisions the last straw? <laughs> 8K, that's what it's all about. So you well underway prepping for Crimbo? Shush. Are you? No, I'm not even thinking about it. Of course you are. You've got all your presents already bought and you've got your tree. I assume Laura's forced you to go and buy a dying tree to put Laura in your room. went to buy a dying tree with Toby. I wasn't, for the first time ever, wasn't forced to be involved in this nonsense. I remember I had to go through one of those macabre rituals with you a few years ago. And uh, basically we had to get a, a, a tree that had been decapitated and was uh, basically decaying. And then you're going to throw that in your front room so it could fall apart in front of you as a sign of entropy. It's very important that you filthy Jews experience the true meaning of Christmas once in a while. Yes. But, yes. Then, but then why didn't you feel the need to uh, experience the true meaning this year? Because I hate Christmas and it's annoying and I'll be glad when it's done. And I'm really cross that Laura decided to put the decorations up this early. It is a little early. It's a In be- my opinion, Christmas decorations should go up on Christmas Eve and then come down again on Christmas Eve. <laughs> does, does Toby know that his daddy is the Grinch? He does not yet know this, but he does yet, as yet doesn't know what Christmas is beyond twinkly lights. Jessica used to, right. used to call all the twinkly lights the wow, so she was pointing out, the wow. What does, oh, Toby nice. call, what does Toby call them? Twinkly lights. Or, uh, yeah, that's, that's the parental interpretation. This is what everybody else hears, John. It's close. Exactly. Oh, did you know that my son just recited the, uh, just recited the beginning of Genesis, is what the, uh, is what the parent hears, and everybody else hears. Well, it's not unreasonable to expect that the parent should be attuned to the child's idiosyncratic speech patterns or that the parent is ludicrously optimistic in interpreting oh no no not at all sorry yeah i i I, I, he's not i'm not making up that he says twinkly lights funnily enough it's not that big of a deal well you did tell me that he's well on the way to doing predicate calculus the other day i did he's uh we had his two-year one-month health visitor meeting yesterday right and, we um, never had that. You must be under special measures. <laughs> I'm afraid not. That's the last one now. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's the, they normally do it at two years, they said, but every time they kept oh, accidentally organising it for the kid's birthday and no one was showing up. Mm. So they made it two years, one month. <clears throat> anyway, he um, one of the things on the little survey thing you have to fill in is mm-hmm. can he make sentences of two to three words? Can he? Uh, the other morning, Toby said to me, and not he didn't clearly enunciate it, I'll concede, but he said to me the other morning, uh, he said, D- Toby not throw dinosaur at daddy. Very dangerous. Might give daddy big owie. So, uh, yeah, I think he can do two to three words. Is that accurate, though? Could yes. he give daddy big owie? He would. If he... He... Oh, good grief. We've... I'm beginning to think maybe we have a, a baseball prodigy as a, as a son. <laughs> right. Last night, he threw his, his water flask from his uh, cot mm-hmm. at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he threw it like a like a rugby ball. It was an overarm throw with extraordinary force. He's always had a good throwing arm, but this was something else. I, I, I think we may have a prodigy here for throwing. Mm-hmm. The other well, more the other day, he uh, swung a bag full of marbles at my face. Oh, good! So that you was deserve, nice. You probably deserved it. You were asking for it. It's, it's, it feels like only moments away from uh, pool balls in a sock. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. 
Judge Coxcomb's been posting the baby yet he's been posting to facebook and he's very excited about theresa may particularly says he's so glad that theresa may has finally called the ramona's bluff uh what is he he says martin has let's for the for the listener who maybe hasn't been friends with martin since he was 19 yes um martin has been a a a committed and long-term troll uh probably before the title was even a thing Mm. Um, and and I can only assume his his multi year foray with conservatism is his greatest troll yet because that's just pathetic. I mean, that's just weak. It, it, there's not it, it, stop being a Ramona. Surely the most ardent of Brexiters are fed up of May's mealy mouth nothingness. Red, white, and blue Brexit. Brexit means Brexit means red, white, and blue Brexit. What? what? Not a grey or a white Brexit like everyone else has been banging on about. Yeah. That was the strangest thing to, to say, I'm not going to have, and then list a bunch of, th- of terms that no one has ever used. It was yeah. so odd. I'm not going to have a uh, 100% desiccated brec- bre- Brexit. Breakfast. Breakfast. Bre- well, they, 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 they keep saying that, actually. There are blooper reels on YouTube where all the uh, presenters and journalists keep saying breakfast instead of Brexit. I should. Yeah. I've actually a little when they when I started saying Brexit appearing on the news programmings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> really, are we saying placky bag? Are we, yes. are we saying crimbo this year? What's happening here? And then when I started saying private eye referred to Brexiteers, I thought all is lost. Yes, and, and Why you were is this right. Nasty little uh, catchphrase become acceptable English language. Uh, and uh, and to a degree, I wonder whether it helped them win. The fact I would that imagine is... so. There was there certainly wasn't a catchy, you know. No. Ramon, Ramon, Ramona. It's clever, isn't it? Because it sounds a bit like Remain. Yeah, because you're just moaning about, and there's nothing to moan about because everything's fine and sorted. I look. I have. I can walk absolutely fine, thanks. I don't see why it's relevant that I haven't cut my legs off yet. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, I've been reading um, various pieces by economists that saying you wait and see what happens to the pound after next March. You think everything's fine? We'll we'll have to wait and see because they don't know. Could be exciting. They just don't know, do they? I'm not going to trust these silly billies anymore. Nobody knows anything about anything. Is probably the closest that we can get yes. to the truth, especially uh, when it comes to money, which is all very silly and made up. Well, that's always been your hypothesis, but it's true. Yes. I mean, money uh, at base, money is a measure of how happy we are to do things for one another, expecting to get to get something back in return and when you realize that it's kind of how can it mean anything because it's all to do with psychology and pretty much nothing else well i was going to say that the economy is an internationally shared psychosis yes it is Uh, but it's 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 also a uh, money is a proxy for violence okay because um it uh, as i've said before we effectively say to people um instead of beating us up uh to get whatever you want from us the 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 latest hunt or whatever will arrange something so that we will give you tokens for something you do and then you can use those tokens to get the things that you would have otherwise beaten us up to get so uh, and i don't think it's surprising that the weedier elements of society are in charge of the economy because they know that otherwise the masses would completely swallow them like uh, if you think about it uh throughout in in hunter-gatherer society had to be a lot more egalitarian because you couldn't just say you know what i'm going to sit at home and give you some tokens while you do all the hunting that would never work really it came with agriculture and 
the ability to store grain. And then in the middle of winter, you'd sort of say, oh, look, I've got grain now. Uh, what are you going to do to uh, have some of my grain? Because I have enough people under my thrall that if you try and steal, it will kill you. And that's when, of course, things like... Blowjobs. Money can go on. Yeah, exactly. So I just... You're right, it is a psychosis, but I think that's possibly being too generous. Uh, and it's being a bit Marxist about it. It's not just a psychosis. Money is the biggest exploitative con job that's ever been uh, undertaken by uh, a ruling class that realized it wasn't as strong as it would have hoped to have been. Because without money, you know, if we erase the notion of money tomorrow, mm -hmm. let's, let's say we erase the idea of money from our heads. Yep. And we erased the idea of debt. So all yes. debt was erased and yep. all notion of money was erased. The only way to get back to a kind of even keel would be through massive wars because suddenly say i want x but this person seems to have x in their in their back garden or in their house or or in their company i'm just going to take it why can't i i'll yeah. say because it's nasty or oh, tough i'm going to get it i'm stronger than you are so back to and, the meritocracy well it would be a very nietzschean kind of civilization so it's interesting that shall we shall we um, should we try it should we get okay. rid of money and see what yeah, happens. Just, just for a day. What do you think would happen? Uh, confusion, I think, at first. Well, no, but would there be confusion? Because if you didn't know, you'd lost it. I think well, there'd be... Oh, is, I see. So it's a, we're, it's a, we're reprogramming the, uh, the hosts. Yeah, so all human, all human brains have the notion of money, and that money exists removed, excised as a special ray, in the same way that you could, you know... And that's gone now. We don't know that money exists. We don't know that it ever existed. I suppose there'd be a massive amount of ad hoc bartering until something resembling money eventually re-emerged. I would have thought so. I think there would also be... A like, lot yes, of violence. I think, I think at the same time as a lot of violence, I think there would be a lot of uniting of weakness as well. Weak, the weaker would unite in an interesting way. Hmm. To, in order to get what they need from the, 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 the angry strong. It's a, bit, it's a bit like Fight Club. It would be worth doing, I think. I think we should go ahead and do it. Fight Club was a good movie, but I haven't watched it in so long. I wonder whether it uh, still appears as good as I remember it. I feel like I've watched it recently, but that probably means that in the last 10 years. Shall we make an arrangement where we watch it? It's, it uh, I've seen it so many times, I feel like I could just replay it in my brain now. Mm. If people it's haven't watched it, scene. if people haven't watched it, it's a good movie, you should. What's it? I'll tell you what, and this, and this sounds very um, patronising because it is. Um, if you uh, watched it when you were a kid, mm -hmm. um, especially if you were a, a, a 16, 17 year old, when mm -hmm. you watched it for the first time, you should definitely watch it again. Because what I've discovered is people who watch it for the first time at that age don't didn't get it in a really f profound way. And that's because it's so good, because the film is so good, and Fincher did such a great job with it, that if you go in with this sort of, yeah, smash the system, yeah, destroy the economy, yeah, yeah, no rules. Be careful, no spoilers. Um, I'm not, I'm just talking about, you know, the, the, the yeah, attitude yeah. that nothing matters, and it, yeah, it's yeah. if you were a nihilistic teenager, as everyone yeah. should have been, yes. um, then the film has this very different message to when you watch it as an adult, and you go, oh, and you realise just how much you were being mocked. Yes. That's worth that's worth it for that reason. It's swerving off the road. Yeah. It's good also when Brad Pitt cracks his neck at the top of that staircase. 
Yeah, I, like I like that. See, I, honestly, I reckon I could replay. I could, I could replay the whole movie without without missing a scene in my brain. The problem was the name Fight Club because well, it was very I, clever. I, I had no, but I had to force my mother to watch it because she really didn't want to say, I don't like to watch fight movies. Blah blah. And then yeah. when she did watch it, oh my goodness, that really was very different. It was witty and sardonic yeah. and so on. And so everybody, even if you think you're going to be put off it by its name, you probably won't be. Go and watch it. Victoria really hated it when she first watched it but that was when she was with unpleasant people oh, so it might that, with that boy yeah so it might be that if we watched it no actually she's quite cussed about those things even if she secretly did enjoy it the second time she kind of shrug her shoulders and say yeah well <laughs> so uh, you will never get a concession so <laughs> it's uh, no it's it's very entertaining the set i saw it at the cinema twice which is very mm. i think the only other time i've done that with the movie was dark city what's dark city it was um, Alex Prower's second film after The Crow, and it was much better than The Crow. It's Kiefer Sutherland as uh, uh, it's a, it's a world where um, these strange, bald-headed, teeth-chattering creatures live underground, and every night at midnight, time freezes, and they rearrange the structure and shape of all the buildings. Oh, uh, is it fun? It's very good. I love it. It's if you've seen Alex Prower's fil- uh, filmography is abysmal. He made The Crow, which is again watch it as a teenager. Great. Don't ever watch it again. Whatever you do. Mm. Um, and then the absolutely horrendous I Robot was him. But oh, in between yes. all this, he made Dark City, and it's it's splendid. It's got Rufus Sewell and Kiefer Sutherland and Jennifer Connelly in it. Talking of Kiefer Sutherland, I started watching that program about the pre- designated survivor. Yeah, I think I'm going to be stopping watching it now. You should, you should carry on, because in the most recent episode, uh, um, it went, oh, no, uh, all of water is now a terrorist or something. It's clearly just going to escalate to absolute insanity mm. as they keep trying to... Because uh, it, it did begin to worryingly look like it was going to be... So the, pre- the premise is that uh, a bomb goes off during the State of the Union in the Capitol building and kills the entire American government, but for one, or it, as it turns out, three people. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, spoiling uh, episode two for yeah. you there. Um, and Keith Sutherland is the, was the, uh, the, the senator for gardening or something, and yes. he gets to carry on. He gets to be president now. And then it's and it looked at first it was going to just be West Wing after a disaster. How does the government operate? And, but no, thankfully, it's just getting sillier and sillier. But you know, the, the, the problem with that premise is that the brilliance of it is just in that premise. After that premise, it just turns into another, OK, there's a government and there's a crisis. Yes, it, but it, that could have been great. It, I mean, West Wing was great. So why, you know... It, I haven't it, watched West Wing. Really? Yes. I, 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 I think I think its notion of AI will just annoy me too much, so I'm not going to watch it. Uh, you're confusing West Wing with Westworld, you silly... Sausage. Oh, yeah, sorry, Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surely I you've got... watched West Wing. Yes, of course I've watched Yes, uh, of course I've... that's why I was so shocked. A fairy tale West Wing, yes. Westworld is an interesting one for AI. It's... Shows you about AI. My, my brain was auto-correcting you every yeah. time you said West... <laughs> West <laughs> Westworld was... Well, having watched all ten, I've come mm-hmm. to the conclusion that it was rubbish. Good. But I didn't know that until the tenth episode, so that's interesting. I wonder whether AI would have known it was rubbish sooner. <laughs> it doesn't really worry too much about what AI is, and it it sort of pretends it's go- it's about AI develop- developing into a consciousness. Mm-hmm. But it really isn't about that. It's much more about just the machinations of Anthony Hopkins, and he's splendid. Every scene he's in is fantastically entertaining. 
No, I shan't be. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to Armand it. The, oh, you, you do know with Netflix you can download now some oh, of the programs. Selected Only programming. Selected programming where the intellectual property isn't being uh, raped. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> you can Are do you... that on Amazon Prime already. Yeah, well, that's why they had to do it. They yes. said uh, two years ago, said, no way in hell are we ever going to do it. Well, I think oh, about okay. a month ago they said they weren't going to do it, and then suddenly did. Yes. Have, when last did you support a Kickstarter project? Oh, it's been a very long time. Shall I look? Well, no, ditto, because I've, I I was burnt twice, and I oh, said, I screw it, I'm not doing it burnt. anymore. I've been burnt, and I've been rewarded. But I just, I just don't really look at it anymore. It seems to be very passe. Yes, I agree, and I think that uh, they are... They, you heard it here first. I think they're in trouble, and if Do they you? don't know it yet, they how? Will how could they be in trouble? Their costs must be so minimal, surely. Yes, but I think that uh, people are going to get burnt and burnt. Once you've backed one or two projects that have screwed you, you're not going to back any more. So their burn rate must be terrible. Oh, I did. Rec- I, I, the last thing I did was the 27th of September 2016. What was so it? That was a 19.4 military hacking RPG, which is a spin-off from a... Um, what a military hacking RPG? Come along now. It's a spin-off from uh, a game I've really enjoyed playing this year. So um, it's made by a team who do uh, sort of... Uh, they do um, alternative reality gaming. So well, they blur fiction and reality. So you have to go off and do real-world real world research to solve puzzles within the game. And I love that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and this is the third in their series of these games. So I backed that, and I'm looking forward to that coming out. Um, before that, though, gosh, it was... Uh, yes, it, I've, I don't understand. I backed something here. It doesn't have a, doesn't have a date. No. Uh, well, well, the size is always peculiar. Um, it's, a really, it's very obfuscatory. What was your first reaction to the, the uh, football uh, paedophilia scandal? Uh, my first reaction was bloody NSPCC trying to make money out of this. That was my first reaction on it. it that was really what were they doing? The very I, I may have been wrong. I'm just telling you what my first reaction was. Okay. The first time I saw the story, uh, I read about it on the news. Um, I saw NSPCC set up a hotline, blah blah blah. To and I yeah. thought, oh, they're just such. A, they're such a bunch of scumbags. Yeah, well, I mean, we 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 go back a long way in hating the NSPCC. Yes, exactly. So I assumed that that was. Uh, but then um, my second reaction was I think a second and an ongoing reaction has been one of why does it take media attention for this stuff to come to I don't really understand why because otherwise it's uh, more convenient to hush it up surely I guess it just seems it just seems exceptional that every football club would have successfully hushed uh, every abuse victim which they did it's fright. It frightens me that that's that's possible. I suppose that's my reaction. Is that I'm frightened by. Well, it. we 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 go back to money again, don't we? What's next? Which is the next um, scandalous uh, origin? You know, we've done government. We've done football. We've done television. Te- we've done 1970s radio and TV. Who's next? Um, I don't know. Is there anybody left? Really? The royal, the royal family, I suppose. Well, there are enough allegations in the David Icke wing for that sort of thing, um, but that will never come out, even if it's true, in, in in mainstream. So it's difficult to tell. It just seems that anybody, well, I suppose it's self-selecting. Anybody who was in an, a position where they were associated with children was effectively abusing them. 
And again, that's probably post hoc because, of course, anybody who wanted to abuse children would have made sure they were in a position where they had easy access to them. So I suppose you would expect to find any place where there was relatively easy access to children, they would have been abused. So whether they were choir boys or Mm -hmm. whether they were young footballers, that would have been the case. So to know what happened next, I guess it would be rational to think that paediatricians as much as that was a joke maybe scouting seems uh, to have come away pretty scot-free so far really well there's obviously individual stories always have been literally going back to faith and pal yeah um but uh it would seem well considering the opportunity the uh, actual yes. events have been limited i but then again i think um they're possible. Well, no, I was going to say possibly some of the puritanical or origins of scouting help with that, but of course that doesn't help with anything else. It makes it even worse. So yes, that's yeah. clearly not the case. Uh, no, I guess doctors and pediatricians who took unnecessary, who did unnecessary fondling and fiddling in what looked like uh, an investigation. Could be again. It's harder to because there's no organisation to cover that up. I mean, I know, uh, I know if. A case a family friend who um was struck off in his no he wasn't struck off he was he was met two false accusations made against him in his uh in his 40s and 50s i think mm. and eventually just had to retire with depression for having gone through that twice and he was fal- he was he was cleared both times and falsely accused mm. um but that tends to be, it just seems to be done on a per case basis there there doesn't there isn't really the infrastructure to cover up gps I don't think. You've got to have that sort of overruling body. Well, teaching, of course. The teaching unions yeah. are quite and, good and, at doing it. And we haven't, we haven't mentioned the fact, obviously, the other huge and terrifying force that has been uncovered of boarding, school, boarding homes and, and orphanages and, and so forth. Yeah, but you'd expect that chronicles extensively. Yeah, but come along. I mean, you don't That's need Charles. Yeah. You don't need Charles Dickens to say that those organisations are going to be evil. I mean, they. You'd be surprised if they were anything but evil. Surely. Do you know? I always find that the foster system in America is uh, a TV meme for abuse. Uh huh. Oh no, he's gone into the foster system. I was watching some, even something as trivial and daft as the the current Lethal Weapon TV series, which for some godforsaken reason I'm still watching. That sounds um, odd. It has no redeeming features. It's, oh, I don't know. I just enjoy it. It's it, it's no. It's not. It's not good enough. But no. for some reason, I, I enjoy watching it. There's lots of action, I suppose. But even in, in the most recent episode of Lethal Weapon, they had uh, Riggs. Um, refuses to let a boy whose mum has been arrested or injured or something uh, go into the foster system for fear of what will happen to him so secretly yes. he looks after him himself even something as trivial as that America do something about your foster system but uh, a foster system is considered a bad thing all over the world which makes me wonder but it's not really in this country it... it doesn't have that I don't know maybe it is but it doesn't have that impression yeah but i think the impression you have in this country is that you won't come out of the foster system a happy bunny because of the impermanence of relationships and you're a damaged person who's being thrown from house to house what i don't understand again that's pretty ad hoc as well you're in the foster system because rather than no but i don't understand why is the foster system so temporary why don't they work to um longer term placements and adoption sooner I imagine it's because of the lack of opportunity. So people, when they want to adopt, very rarely want to adopt. What's that noise? 
It's you. It's not me. Goodness gracious me. It's not recorded at this end, at least. It's not recorded at this end either. It was a ghost. Gosh, that was, was, that was a frightening tech ghost. Uh, what yeah. was I saying? Um, yes, no one wants to adopt an abused 15-year-old. Well, then Sorry people are selfish. Sorry? Well, then people are selfish. Oh, yes, they are. Of course they are. But people want to adopt a baby or a, or a young kid to raise as their own. Um, so people... F- Goodness me, this is very yeah. noisy. Indeed, I don't know what. Somebody's trying to call me from Bolton. I certainly shan't answer that. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. But the... Fo- so people... F- but, so the kind... The, all, sorry, I forgot how to speak. Um, I had a friend who, growing up, whose parents would foster, and they were taking um, teenagers, and mm-hmm. they would they would keep them for as long as they could. More than anything, the teenagers themselves would eventually either run away or create a situation where it was untenable for them to stay. Um, and, and it was extremely sad and difficult, and I was always amazed by how brave they were have, doing this. Hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a really difficult situation. But those those are the people who are willing to do that, but they can't really adopt at that point. Can't they though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean it 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 seems to me that if you're going to adopt somebody, your surely your aim should be to care for and nurture somebody who otherwise would be lost. So in a sense the most um rewarding would be somebody uh, who you believe everybody else wouldn't give a chance to wouldn't it i agree although again it's this idea of taking in someone at 15 you ha- they are a, almost an adult already they're only three years away from emancipation mm. they they you know that you don't have a time you don't have you're t- it's too late to invest in them in the mm. sense that you would in raising a child however you know as a as a someone with a degree in youth work I care very passionately about um, engaging in the lives of teenagers and you can make a massive difference if, if you get involved in a 15-year-old's life after, at, at that point, you can have a huge influence and make a massive difference to their life. Yeah, but so... you, adoption, it, it, it seems counter to that because they're going to go away in three years. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. It's very hard. But it then I, I said the inherent selfishness is something I need to own. Laura and I are trying to have a second kid. We're really struggling. And you certainly don't want to adopt a horrible scratter, do you? Well, if you let me get to the end of my point, we're we're at the point now where um, what what allowed us to have Toby hasn't worked this time, uh-huh. and so we're having to move on to the expensive stuff, uh-huh. um, which we start at the beginning of next year. But we haven't considered adopting even a baby instead. Now I can't put that down to anything other than selfishness. I agree. Um, you can agree from the position of owning it for yourself as well. You haven't adopted anyone either. Uh, no, but if we, we agreed that if we were to have, uh, if we wanted to have a <laughs> second convenient. one. How convenient. No, we said, uh, so, so, do you want to have a second one? You didn't want to said, oh, I can't be bothered to uh, go through pregnancy and birth again. But if we do want to have a second one, then it will be a, would be an adopted one. So we've almost done the opposite of you. Yes, you've just conveniently decided not to adopt a baby on the premise of not wanting another baby. No, but if we did want another one, we, it would yeah, be adopted. We, that's, it would ridiculous. Be that's a nonsensical hypothetical. If I wanted to adopt a thousand babies, I would no, adopt that's a thousand. Not a virtuous. It's not nonsensical because you want another baby. And so you've decided that you want to have one. Uh, whereas it, if we decided we want another baby, we would adopt. Yes. And if I wanted, I, I've decided I want another baby and I want to have one. If I decided I wanted another hundred thousand babies, I would adopt the other hundred thousand and therefore, I'm a hundred thousand times more virtuous and pure than you. No, I think you're. You're, you're, <sighs> anyway, you're, just, right. scu- you're so, just scum. You're scum. Tr- you're scum. Scum. But I am. I'm not. I'm, I'm, this is all about owning up to my scumness. I've, I've realised that I want to make 
another child of my own and I can't work out where biological imperative ends and just pure narcissism begins. It's it's really different. They're all it's basically the same thing, really. Well, one's more deliberate than the other, I suppose. Uh, nah, I think you should just enjoy the child you've got and not think, oh, well, we're getting a bit bored with you now. I want another one. <laughs> That's right. We are getting a bit bored of Toby. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, Toby. I've heard you say that before. Well done. Right now, that is not the case. Right now, he is just new all the time. He's brilliant right now. I do, honestly, the idea of another baby, I dread. I'm just looking forward to the <laughs> net getting that one to this point, if you see what I mean. Mm, yes. Um, if we can fast what? forward the first bit. PewDiePie is planning to quit uh, YouTube, says a headline. What? I've heard the name PewDiePie in relation to YouTube Red and how it's trying to monetize, but can you explain who this gentleman is and what his appeal is? Because I feel I'm, I'm getting lost in a, in, a, in a new media realm and I need to get anchorage. This is, full, this is fully you're being old now. I know, but I, I, I know, but I think that. it's good. I think this is really useful to acknowledge. I think every generation um, has uh, deludes itself into thinking that it isn't going to do what it's the previous generation did. So our parents go, "Oh, these computers are um, not our yes. parents." My my mum certainly, but my dad yes. didn't. Um, yes. But you know, there's there's this attitude: oh, your modern music and your modern ways. And no, I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't know who do they that. are. And then, of course, you come to PewDiePie. And you go, oh, what's this PewDiePie? Goodness me! I'm not so saying there's anything that. wrong with it. I'm just saying who is he and what is that? I'm asking you to yes. educate me. Well, I, someone the same age as you, uh, I only know this because uh, of the the field I work in. Yes, um, PewDiePie is uh, a, a, a Swedish gentleman who lives in Brighton. Uh-huh. Who um, is an is YouTube's most popular star? So he has the the highest number of subscribers I, I know, and views. I didn't know the Swedish bit, but I know everything else you've said so far. But I'm curious to know what's made him popular. What's his shtick? Well, if you'd only zip it, I could tell you. He there you go. Oh, I caught it in my, oh, my trousers. Dear. Oh dear. Oh. Okay, carry on. It's why you should wear underpants. Yes. He plays video games and talks over them. Oh, I didn't know it was part of the ga- gaming Yeah, culture. it's a gaming thing. So that's how he got started. He's now much more um, complex than that. He's made. There are video games that he's been made about him and that he's co-made. And But there were um, hundreds and thousands of people narrating their video game yes. experience. What was it about him that allowed... I'm always interested... Don't underestimate, don't underestimate how many of him there are. Don't, there no, are. No, no, but no, but the fact that he's so big... I'm always interested in contingency. For example, I've asked you before, I said, why Michael McIntyre? There are hundreds of thousands of people in the world who make quips like him. There are thousands of comedians doing the circuit that make quips like him. What was it that made him the one who appears on television and have all the money? Uh, there's nothing exceptional about him except... Some lucky happenstance, well, I, think I guess. That's true. That's true of all creative arts, isn't it? There's, there's, there, are, there are thousands of painters who are good at painting, and uh, millions and millions of uh, writers who are good at writing. It's luck. Luck. No, but what, I, but what always fascinates me about such discussions is that people try and do a teleological justification for that organisation or person many... having. No, they do. The Beatles, for example. The reason the Beatles were popular is that there was a nexus of commerce and technology and media that happened to hit the right place at yeah, the right time. Yeah, but I don't think there are many... I think there are many people who 
are fans of these people who will defend their, their, their as being superior. But I think the artists themselves will very often say luck and timing. No, yeah, but they say that. But in reality, they think, actually, Jesus did pick me. <laughs> I don't know. So The Beatles, and, certainly. Do you think that Paul McCartney really thinks luck and timing? No, he probably doesn't. Um, Do you think that John Lennon thought luck and timing? I don't know. I don't know about the Beatles. You Beatle- see, he pretended to sometimes. But in reality, when you heard him speak more, he really I didn't think, think the that there was something are, special. I think the Beatles are in hindsight too big of a phenomenon. They've been given too much phenomenon for that to even be available for the, the three of them to, to, but you to see think. what, yeah. I mean, what I did some years, some years ago, uh, probably about three or four years ago. Now I listened to all of the Beatles, everything. I listened to their whole catalog. Right. I listened to it more than once just to, to, to digest, including the, um, off cuts and, uh, yeah. bloopers and all that kind of thing. And I came to the conclusion that they did some marginally interesting things, but in every everything they did, they were kind of emulating what somebody else did in a more interesting way in every genre. So when they did kind of rhythm and blues stuff, there are obviously black musicians that were doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. When they when they did experimental stuff, there were obviously experimental composers, Stockhausen and so on, who were doing it better. And there were even people who were popularizing it who were doing it better. When they did the psychedelia, there were psychedelic rock bands that were doing it better. And it's like they... they it's like they were running an emulate, emulator hmm. software that tried to kind of... But I suppose that might have been attractive in that they were kind of doing a watered down, yeah, uh, slightly clumsy emulation. And the fact is, sometimes in their perspicacious moments, they realize it. Uh, John Lennon said that when he sang Twist and Shout, he was kind of embarrassed that he was trying to sound like, as he said at the time, I think, like a Negro. You know, right. he was trying to get that vibe. He was trying to get into the earth of it. And he could do a relatively good emulation of it but he never actually got there. The same with McCartney. If you listen to McCartney, he's constantly trying to do that kind of gravelly soul voice. Right. And if you extricate the hype, it's really a pub musician trying to, a bit like what they did on, um, was it not Big Night Out, the other one where they did the, the, the pub singer. Yes, Big uh, uh, shooting stars. Yes, yeah, and there's a, if you listen to Paul McCartney's performances with that in mind, you suddenly realize, oh my goodness, this is the shooting stars pub singer who suddenly made it big. Well, and so he, I wonder if there are other be, realms. I think the, the Beatles have uh, were first. They were the first round of this, and so but that, they weren't. That's the fu- no, well, they, no, yeah, no, they were no, the, no, first no, the first in in in, this, in the commerce. Yes, yes, exactly. And so, but you just compare it to take that. A bunch of re- reasonably talented young guys given lots of support, but for some reason became the big one. And then, yes. I don't know, they, they, do, they do seem to be ever-decreasing returns when you look at, say, the, the more recent phenomenon. There seems to be less talent involved each each generation, but maybe that's because I'm getting older. Yeah, you I think it's about One Direction. Older, yeah. I'm not sure if they have the same talent as, as, no, they don't. as Take That and so on. But. No, no, but I think the reason the reason why that is is uh, they don't need the same talent because technology allows them Fair not enough. to, yeah. so they can use other criteria to choose them. Anyway, so I think, yeah, but so coming back to YouTube, I think one thing you do when you say why him is misunderstand how huge the phenomenon of YouTube is. Uh, the other day, no, I, was I don't. A, the other day I, I was in a, listen, the other no, day. No, no, I, I don't know. But I have to head you off the bus because you're saying I misunderstand. No, I don't. I, my whole point in asking about him is I do realize that YouTube is a huge cultural phenomenon. And there are yeah. people, there are people who are recording 
trivial five-minute videos uh, who get millions and millions of views, more than broadcast media. Yep. And I just, it, it's an amazing uh, thing that's happening before us, before our eyes at the moment. And I just want to understand it a bit better. So and I want to understand him a bit better as a kind of metonymy of that. So he is, he's wacky and does a silly squeaky voice and has a catchphrase and is attractive. Um, but is he the Beatles? <sighs> I don't know if the comparison can be drawn because there are far easier, you know, there are, there's one direction. If you want the Beatles, there's, Mm. um, he is, uh, and he's mediocre. And I think that's always crucial because mediocrity has the broadest debate appeal to the widest base. Yes. Um, like Michael McIntyre. Exactly. So, you know, why Michael McIntyre is hard. If you ask me, you know, why Eddie Izzard, then I can give you specifics about why he stood out from the crowd. McIntyre is, is again, it just has to be luck and timing because he's, yes, he's, I think he's worse than mediocre. I think he's, I think he's actually bad, but yeah, um, he had a, a good agent and something went right for him yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, and then the snowball effect takes over. And to, uh, to all accounts, apparently a nice guy, which probably yeah. helps. Yeah, in that, in that realm, and of because most com- yeah, because because most comedians aren't actually. Yeah. So the fact that he was a nice guy and pliable probably meant that people like working with him. So oh, let's just book him again. He's easier than this other bastard. So, yeah. but you come to your your PewDiePie. Um, it, it has that snowball effect. Don't forget. So it's the same with YouTube. They want YouTube wants people to watch their videos, and so when they realise someone's popular, they'll start promoting them more. And then that will have a snowball effect so that the person who stands out from the crowd at first gets uh, massive advantages that put them uh, put them over everyone else because YouTube mm. just puts them front and centre and recommends them to all their users and pr- heavily promotes their videos. So his contention this week is that YouTube have changed their algorithms such that he is no longer receiving that treatment. He made, um, and what the BBC somehow forgot to mention in their coverage of this story is that he announced it's because he's white and it's the, it's the YouTube trying to become more diverse and attacking him because of his whiteness. Now, people have well, to say he's joking. If he yeah. were, it's not a very funny joke. Well, it um, might be true, though. It's, yeah, it's I, un- I mean, if YouTube, YouTube no, listen, may have... It, no, listen, listen. It is, funda- it is fundamentally not true because YouTube hasn't changed their algorithm. So, well, I mean, it would be, but it would be a thing which would be legitimate for YouTube to do that. No, say, we, we want to diversify. Fi- there would be no financial incentive in that whatsoever for YouTube. It, and, and YouTube is purely financially driven. So, no, yes. it's nonsense. They want their biggest, whitest, brightest stars to be front and centre. So, it's, mm. it's just pure... Um, uh, the pure delusion and pure racism. Um, so he, uh, so he made this, had this giant hissy fit. Now it's also p- important to note, and people have pointed this out to me, that having hissy fits against YouTube is fantastic for your figures. Oh yes, um, I, and so they often do. Ran, railing against the man, railing against the YouTube uh, is great. Um, and then he said he was going to close his account if they didn't do X. And he's not going to do that because he's making, he's yes. making something like 15 million a year from YouTube. Yeah, so that um, would be a stupid thing to do. So he's obviously not going to do that. Um, uh, yes, I, I say just to give an idea to, the, to, to people who haven't got the scale of this. The other day I saw um, in a toy shop, you obviously have Minecraft branded toys and they're massive yes. at the moment. Microsoft were very, very smart in that purchase. Mm-hmm. Everyone said, why would they spend two and a half billion on a video game that's pro- surely had its day? Well, mm-hmm. A turns out, and I would have thought it had had its date. Nope, hasn't. Still going. Um, but B, the merchandising opportunities hadn't even been touched on by Mojang until Microsoft got hold of it. Ah, um, fair enough. But the other day in a toy shop, I saw merchandise for a Minecraft YouTube channel. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's how big this is and how much we don't understand what the young people are into today. Well, that's good. And I just wonder whether our not understanding it is part of a far... Perfect. We should no, be no, understanding but, it. No, but also part of a far... Has a far bigger implications for traditional media than even they think See, when, now, they uh, wake up and, I, when they this... wake up at three in the morning and start worrying. Uh, if, if this is the way people are consuming media now. This is what sure. I. This is where I disagree. This is because everyone says, "Oh, the rise of YouTube is harming," especially my in my industry because obviously the biggest YouTube channels are uh, seem to be. I'm not uh, saying harming. I'm saying changing. Fashion, makeup, fashion and makeup is one huge a- angle, and video gaming seems to be the other. Yeah, so one for the boys and one for the girls. There you go. Um, and those seem to be the two big prongs of YouTube. And they're so they're saying, and everyone. I remember being told, "Oh yes, oh we've got to get into video. We've got to get into. Video. We're going to be doomed if we don't chase this." Blah, blah. It's just, and everyone's saying, "Oh, it's replacing us." And I see media organisations themselves saying, "Oh yes, these things are no our rock paper." I can tell you, the rock paper shotguns numbers have gone up and up and up. We've never gone down in in nine years. And we have gone significantly up in the last year. But um, I also notice, I notice that actually what happens though is that surely that's fed by YouTube because a lot of YouTubers will talk about, oh, the latest raw paper shotgun thing says this and I disagree and I put the link in the bottom for you. I put the link in the bottom for you. Yeah, I put the link in the bottom for you guys to look at. Uh, and a lot of this... I, I've not come across this if this case. I mean, the only angle I've come across this from is uh, here's why rock paper shotgun is evil and corrupt and in the pay of the whatever video which is fine but um well they drive our traffic too very welcome yeah. to make up mad lies about us if they want to so long as they yeah. you know don't accuse me of yucky things i'm, I'm happy for them mm-hmm. to talk rubbish if they drive traffic to my site the idiots yeah. um uh yeah but and again a video like that will only get fifteen thousand views it's not going to do us any harm and it's not it's only no. going to bring us a few extra eyes um yeah. but yeah, but the traditional media is doing just fine, and it needs to stop talking rubbish about this. So the, the struggle will come if advertisers only want to advertise with YouTube. And here's the key thing: here's the yucky side of it, the inevitable downside. Those mm-hmm. YouTube channels, and I don't—I'm not saying this of PewDiePie because I don't know, but mm-hmm. he would be a rare exception if it weren't true. Are taking money from publishers to cover. Oh yeah, you've said this before. Yeah, they're doing exactly what GamerGate accuses. Exactly other the, the, the hilarity that yes, that that they're. And I'll tell you what, their corruption but, is up front. What's interesting is uh, YouTube Red, where the uh, where the explicit advertising goes away. But uh, the, I suspect they'll have their cake and eat it, and the actual people will have in-video product yes. placement advertising as well. Absolutely. Which I think I think Google should have had a the terms and conditions should have been that if you do this. Again, oh, why? To YouTube would... Red, you get kicked off. No, they don't want that. That would harm their profits. That's silly. Um, they want big stars on Red, on Red, so they can attract people toward it and make more money from it. And the big stars want to be on it if they can take their massive play, uh, product deals. So Although I notice, I noticed that Red was announced uh, in the UK. It's coming to UK soon, at the end of last year, and it's still nowhere to be seen. So. I more uh, Google makes some stupid decisions and, and repeatedly have Google Wave, Google, you know, Google yeah. Plus for crying out loud, incessantly yeah. make stupid decisions. Um, yes. But calling it YouTube Red blows Red my tube, mind. Yes, yeah, when yeah. Red Tube is one of the biggest porn sites on the internet. Yeah, that is just unbelievably really stupid. They they do some very strange things. I mean, I would like to use YouTube Red for one reason. Um, at the moment, on my mobile device, if I want to 
watch a i was i was watching some american commentators over just before the election um i would kind of i was subscribed to both a right-wing youtube channel and a far left youtube channel and i was in amused at watching what both of them had to say about the candidates and they were often they often didn't realize they were basically agreeing with <laughs> one another of course and so but i would want to watch it while i was going out and on the tube and whatever and the most annoying thing about the youtube client is that if you turn off the screen or you even flip to another application mm-hmm. play playback stops you can't yep. use audio and that is on purpose because they want to make sure that you're watching the screen so that if an ad pops up your eyes are there yes um youtube red allows you to background it really yes or download and and uh, have it uh, have it cached now there is uh, there here's another tip for you people who are in android land if you download Firefox for Android and you load the YouTube video in Firefox, you can background it within Firefox. <laughs> uh, but it, it can be a bit crackly and there can be issues Ugh. with connectivity if it loses it. But if you want to try that, try that. That's your tip of the day. I don't even think to use YouTube on my phone unless I'm casting it to my TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, the fact that Google have made it such an unpleasant experience mm. on mobile is odd to me. Well, again, but, it's just not odd because they're so bonkers at that company. Look at how yeah. they've treated Nest. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And oh no, never mind. Yeah. It's just they, they. So they launched Google Home, which is obviously the prime Nest product and should integrate with every. And they don't even put the word Nest near it. No. They actively hide Nest from it. It should... So when you look at um, uh, Hive, which yeah. is British Gas's rival, mm-hmm. they they are... Everything is Hive, and everything integrates with Hive, so their light bulbs integrate with their thermostats integrate with it, and <clears> the whole <throat> thing is brilliant. Google just seems to be deliberately sabotaging any potential for Nest. The problem is that their primary product is still too successful, so they're not hungry to do things properly yet, are they? I suppose so. No, I mean, what was the last? But I, I do have to say though, when they bought YouTube, I thought, oh, that's a stupid purchase. Well, how are you going to make money off that? Nobody's going to watch little videos. It's not going to <laughs> I was wrong about that one. You sure were. They they made the right decision in buying it. Do you remember when they tried to force all YouTube accounts to become Google Plus accounts? That went well. They could have done it. Though. They did it. They did it, and then it took a year before they backtracked. But what was the problem with that, really? Because it forced you to have a Google Plus account and no one wanted them. But so what? Because it was... It's not exactly forcing you to it became, cast yourself because they did it really, but I think mostly because they did it really badly. So not Well, exactly. They, they could have done it in a way that people would have barely noticed. And you had this mad muddle and YouTube was suddenly asking you, do you want to sign in with this name or that name? Oh, I don't care. Just let me watch the YouTube video. Shut up. What they should have really said is your YouTube account now lets you sign in to Google Plus. Well, of course, and they, well, they, but again, it was just this desperation to succeed after every other social platform they've done has been such a disaster. Mm. Um, and this, of course, plus they've given up on plus now, and they haven't said yeah. so yet, but they've pretty much internally given up on it. Facebook is another one that succeeded beyond what I expected. It looked like they were dipping about two years ago. I thought, okay, that's it, but now they are just completely embedded aren't they and advertisers love them does that mean that twitter's going to be a roaring success no twitter's finished <laughs> see so you're, no they've had like your hubris no they've had long enough now they've had over a decade now haven't they nearly the problem is we're using it 
I'm not using it that much anymore, as I said, because the official Twitter client is so awful. And I haven't bothered. I, I, I made a mistake. I went to the Android App Store and read some of the reviews of Phoenix or whatever you call it. And let's just say there are some very angry people. Apparently, it it, it arbitrarily loses tweets. And apparently, yeah, you're... It's, it's, it, it's dreadful, but it's the best there is. And apparently, your um, private messages, if they're longer than the usual number of characters, are automatically posted to tweet longer as a way of getting them. That's not which true. People, That's not which true. people are alarmed about. That's not true. Apparently, it is. I, Have you I, typed I, a very long private message? Yes. Are you sure they're not sent to uh, tweet longer? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Otherwise, it could be a bit embarrassing. It's and the other major issue with Phoenix right now is it's 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 always a few steps behind, and it has yet to update to allow images not to take up tweet space, which is very frustrating. Well, that's ridiculous. That happened months ago. I know. Uh, Phoenix is dreadful well, so at lady. updating, and it's it's very problematic. But there isn't anything better. Do you remember? I, I, I don't understand it. There's obviously a desire to use Twitter in the worst way possible by the largest number of people because mm. you used to have these nice little Chrome extensions where it would pop down the little pop out window in the top right of your Chrome. Yeah. Um, things no, like Echophone and all this. And no, no, all there was a reason abandoned. Yeah, they had to be abandoned because Twitter. Uh, basically closed them down. They said, in order to use the Twitter API, and in order, you have to get certain tokens, and Twitter wouldn't give them, the Twitter company wouldn't give these people tokens anymore. Grief. So it, it, they basically made it very, Twitter doesn't want there to be additional Twitter clients because they can do things like filter out adverts. It's interesting that the TweetDeck, they bought TweetDeck and then stopped it from working as a client. It has to be a website yeah. now. Yes, so that they can make sure that the adverts are still there. There's no fiddling. Yes, very strange. Well, that's their problem. I think the problem with Twitter was that um, they... A closed had a, platform with an open API, yes. Which which then turned out not to be an open yes. API. Yeah, It's the usual story, you know. Uh, Eric Raymond could have told you Twitter's problem ages ago. At least Facebook doesn't pretend to be open. That's true. Facebook is Facebook, that's it. You don't know How many third-party Facebook clients do you know about? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. Right, it's time to stop. Is it? Yes. Okay. Um, we'll record one more before Jesus, and then uh, you can have your turkey. Lovely. Bye. Bye.